This is Stories Telling Stories, a pop culture podcast by Eric R. Hill, produced in association with Seeing Red Productions and supporters of STS Media Group. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Texas? Barbecue? Chili? The Kennedy assassination? Oswald and the grassy knoll? Or is it propane and propane accessories? In the sleepy town of Arlen, there exists a man. He is the man for this point in time. A man of dignity. A man of respect. A man of... Oh, wait. This story isn't about Hank. Or Bill. Or Boomhauer. This is The Magic Bullet from Mike Judge's animated series, King of the Hill, on Stories Telling Stories. Dale Gribble. Everyone's favorite right-wing conspiracy theory-spewing, gun-toting, Mountain Dew-drinking, exterminating clone of his own future self from the year 2087 is many things. From running a small business, sort of, to being president of the gun club and chief firing agent in human resources for a stint, he's worn a lot of hats outside of those provided by certified bounty hunting and Manitoba cigarettes. He's aspired to inspire children, specifically, about the magic and mystery of guns. In Season 13, Episode 7, Manger Baby Einstein, Dale takes a page from John Redcorn and Luann Platter, both of whom are cashing in on the early childhood education trends in their respective ways. Dale pens and self-publishes, i.e. writes on lined paper and staples together, his masterwork an illustrated, rhyming, and slightly musical book about a gun and her bullets, i.e. her children. A work that he tries to share with his friends, but that Hank ultimately tells him is kind of stupid. What's a downtrodden gribble to do? Would the magic bullet have incurred a lawsuit from the infomercial product company of the same name? Would it sell in today's cutthroat marketplace? And is Dale Gribble, i.e. Rusty Shackelford, really the best person to teach kids about guns? All this and more as we dive into The Magic Bullet, as read by Rusty Shackelford on Stories Telling Stories. the presses i.e. my stable gun behold your very own copy of my children's book the magic bullet hmm what's it about dale glad you asked hank it's about a little gun searching for her lost bullet a classic mother-daughter tale why why follow along as i read an excerpt <clears throat> Bunny was not like other AK-47s. Bunny was an AK that cared. Other guns shot with reckless abandon, but Bunny, her bullet she spared. Then one day things went awry, and one of her bullets, away she flied. That magic bullet was her daughter, Lips, with whom she had a complex interdependent relation, Ship. She went searching for her. 
my sweet ballistic. I'll come find you. Be optimistic. Stay strong. Remember you came from your mom. It's a little stupid, Dale. You're not even the target audience, Hank. But there's millions of pre-K kids out there and overworked mothers who are foaming at the mouth for this sort of crap. And more of them are being born every day. I've got to act quick before Luann and John Redcorn corner the market. Attention world, wide web, this is Dale Grip, I mean Rusty Shackleford. I know this channel's reserved for emergency communications, but this is indeed an emergency communication. It has come to my attention that a hot young author by the name of... uh, His name's not important, but what's important is the book that I wrote, a children's book. For the gun-toting, red-blooded American family. And I've got an exclusive interview with the author right here in my studio. Please welcome the author of The Magic Bullet. Thank you, Rusty. I'm glad to be here. My, you look more handsome in person than you do through the computer. No, thank you, Dale, er, best-selling author, for writing such an important piece of early childhood fiction. Tell me, what was the inspiration for the book? Glad you asked, Rusty. I got my first working firearm at six years old, but by then the plastic nature of my brain had already begun to solidify, meaning I would never reach my full potential as a gun owner. I'm hoping that by getting the magic bullet into the hands of kids as young as six months, then they can grow up to achieve their full potential as gun owners. A potential that I will never reach as a man. What a fantastic idea. Where can our listeners find your book? Uh, uh, I'm, they can send a self-addressed stamped envelope, the yellow manila kind, please, with a $5-10-$25 cashier's check made out to cash. Care of uh, Dale's Dead Bug, Rainy Street, Arlen, Texas. And I'm sure uh, untraceable precious metals and uh, gemstones are also sufficient. You know me better than I know myself, Shackleford. <laughs> if you don't mind... Just to help yourself to the Mountain Dew. Uh, special guest, all the special guests on Rusty Shackelford's show. Get Mountain Dew.
Now, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to read an excerpt from your incredible book for our gullible listeners, if that's all right. Go ahead, Rusty. I'll sit back and put my vivid imagination to work. Let's see. Let's pick a good spot. Ah, here we go. When Lips finally finished her flight and came crashing down to the ground, the people all ran at a panic. A lone gunman had come into town. She looked to the left and the right, but a glint in the light caught her eye. It didn't come from the school book depository, but from the grassy knoll up on high. Find me my mom, Lips cried. She's the saddened AK with a heart. This is our chance to save Oswald from becoming the martyr and scapegoat from a shadow government that operates in the dark. My God, Rusty, that's the most incredible true story ever told. I know, but that's not even the best part. Let's go on, shall we? That's right, one more taste to get him hooked on the book. Let's see. uh, Jumping forward a few chapters. Uh, Wingo, here's the best part. They stood before Castro in Cuba, having banished young lips to Aruba. But Mama A.K., having saved Oswald's brain, knew she had nothing left to lose. Uh, I don't know why I shifted into Limerick in this part, but I digress. Lost in thought, Castro stroked his beard and began to speak. Your bravery, A.K., was admirable, and the tension in Cuba is palpable. So I surrender my system to capitalism and bring back young lips on the double. Bunny accepted Fidel Castro's unequivocal oath of surrender, and there was much rejoicing as the downtrodden people across the island nation took to the streets in celebration. But with lips still missing, Bunny the AK-47 wasn't in the mood for celebrating. When suddenly, pow! A sonic boom pierced the sky. There was no ordinary sonic boom, for it sailed through the sky with the grace that only a certain bullet could have. It was young lips, all grown up. The family averted disaster, and Castro was no longer master. Although Oswald was framed by the government's game, they all lived happily ever after. Thanks to the NRA's strong defense of the Second Amendment and the removal of the communist threat from the Western Hemisphere. Sorry, Shug, I gotta make a call. No, Nancy, don't pick up the phone.
I'm Shackelford, comma Rusty, and this has been Stories Telling Stories, a pop culture podcast produced in association with Seeing Red Productions and STS Media Group, shot off before a live studio audience at Milt House Studios in Milton, Vermont. Casting around the globe to your frontal lobe, wherever podcasts are found. Be sure to like us on Facebook for the latest updates. There's also a Patreon page where you can show your support and gain access to bonus extras and exclusive live streams for as little as $1 a month. And until next time, pocket sand. Oh, and uh, stay whimsical. What do you think of me?